0: I know we've been talking about a Patriots mutiny. Maybe we weren't too far off from the truth. You
1: know, with my understanding going into this game, that the players were going to try to... Hold the coaching staff
0: accountable. I heard last week that the players were expected to come back in that Friday after the Buffalo game and got the day off. And I know they had at least one, as it was put to me, come to Jesus meeting in the summer. I would not be surprised if they had another there on that Friday. Lou Merlone. Why
1: don't we just try something simple, yeah. like a three-by-one mirror tie-down. Yeah. Christian Fourier. I wrote
2: it vertically and horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> like a crossword puzzle. Megan Adelini. Hey girl.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like you're, like, you're, you're uh, It's a break
3: yeah. Sounds like somebody who but tends it's...
2: to the hives. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's Merloni, Fourier, and Mego on Boston Sports Original. Yeah, that's because we're smart. I'll
3: <laughs> <laughs> check how he feels
2: about the A-W-S. We LS. are that dumb. dumb. That was... No, no, no. <laughs>
0: W-E-E-I.
2: We're not dumb. Oh, my gosh. We're smart. What's going on here? Mega, what? You... what? 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 Brock Purdy is questionable? Uh, yeah, he's got, he's got a little something, something. Yeah, he's expecting this stuff. Oh, my start. God. Yeah, he's yeah Josh Johnson.
3: How many yeah. he's quarterbacks he's got, is that man, Kyle Shanahan, going to go through? Well, they got he's Josh out. Johnson,
2: 37-year-old uh, <laughs> backup quarterback. Uh, just in case Brock Purdy uh, can't go, Josh uh, Johnson will will play. I didn't even know we had Saturday football. By the way, what's up, Foley? Hello, Lou. What do you say, Mego What's up? We uh, three games on Saturday. Oh, is it three? Yeah, I
4: asked you. You're like, I think
2: it's one. I don't I'm know. Like, Why? I, that was only, right I was Saturday. only paying attention to, you know, the 49ers and
4: Seattle Seahawks. That's tonight. You got uh, at one o'clock on the NFL Network. Uh, it's all the games on the NFL Network. Colts, Vikings, and Ravens, Browns, and then Dolphins, Bills.
2: That's the one I was thinking. Saturday night. That's, yeah. what focusing That's the only one I was Because we got because some lake snow. snow. Yeah, oh, a lot of lake snow. A lot of lake snow, uh, lots of heavy uh, snow, a lot of wind all coming in right around kickoff. That's high, minus, not including windshield, it's going to be 26 degrees. It's good. Nine not inches. including. it be good. That'd yeah. be perfect. And just for the record, Go ahead. I'm going to have to admit something because the open always kind of you know triggers me somehow. In a You're good way. And this, is a, this is a really good one. I would well. say no, a, it inspires you. It does. And this one, I guess, I guess assist goes to Mego. Like, I feel like we yeah. completely just glossed over... Her little bee girl, little like little clever little dig at like I thought the bee girl tends to the hives. Did you pick up on that? Oh, when we were talking about Milf Manor, when we were picking. <laughs> yeah, when we were talking about Milf Manor. It's like one of the contestants was a, a self described. B-Girl, <laughs> okay, which is a rapper. Oh, not somebody that tends, tends be- to the hops. <laughs> 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 you know, like- I just got it. I ju- just now. You know what? I'm like, that's actually pretty funny. It's a context. Know, actually- you might hear it tomorrow night. <laughs> actually, I can't believe I. it took me this long. Totally missed it. Excellent poll, nice job on that one. Little, little nice little job. That'll probably be it for the day. But wow, you're starting off awesome. I'll just sit here quietly. <laughs> yeah. I'll just enjoy the show. Well, you're going well, like,
4: to s- pick on you now
2: for four hours. Oh, That's absolutely, right. absolutely. I'll yeah, sling it back. I feel like we're doing like a whole group thing today. What do you mean? Everyone's slinging at everybody? Well, no, no. There's like, all these like. Random people hovering over you. Like, yeah, they're just like, random so, people.
4: They've worked here yeah, longer than you have. Yeah, get out of, the get call out of college.
2: Get out of lose weight.
4: We're all good now. We're good. Thank you, Thank boys. Thank you
3: for your help. We appreciate we were, it. Fixed. We were having yes. some technical difficulties in studio. Is it fixed? We've got is a my brand new, uh,
4: looks like a call screen setup. Look so at it's that. It's nice. It's styling. So wait. Just I, in time. Good. You gave me like three or four days, huh, to work on this? <laughs> beautiful.
2: It's no different than the last one.
4: Outstanding. All I see is Jay, Leslie, Nick, and Tyler. I know. What's up with that? Are those guys that are are on hold or old calls? I don't know. I'm a little confused. Leslie,
2: they're not upright. Yeah, there's a Leslie. You don't
3: run into a lot of Leslie's today,
2: guy or girl. Yeah, exactly. Can be a guy or a girl. Especially so what do we if we're in
3: the south.
4: We got uh, Sunday <laughs> night football, right? Pat, yeah, and uh, Big Raiders. Game, Blue. No, actually, it's not Sunday night because it got flexed got out. Flags. They'd rather, uh, it's yeah, they yeah, the Commanders Giants. The Giants tonight. Commanders, four oh five. Jets Raiders. I ask you guys this question. I hate question. the
2: four o'clock game. Okay. Why? I hate. Sorry, I, think I hate the four o'clock It's so perfect. It's the worst game. It's the worst time out of all of them.
3: Really? Yeah. I think it's so great. You know You can go and do your your Sunday errands and everything you need. What to happens do. when dinner comes Maybe around? Maybe get a workout in. Ooh,
4: what yes, time it's late do you dinner. eat dinner? Eight. eight. Got to be eight now. Six? Got to be eight now. Ew.
3: Halftime. Six p.m. dinner? What is this? Probably. 1952? What, what do you...
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, halftime. What's wrong with seven half-time? o'clock? You can eat right around it, what? Halftime. Know, 5:45. Half-time 5:30? Of an, uh, halftime of an NFL game is like 10 minutes. I'll tell
3: you what. <laughs> if that roast is not on the table at 5:59, <laughs> I just
2: about lose uh, my mind. I'm losing my mind. I want a little martini too. No, the four o'clock game is the worst. The one o'clock, one o'clock game is the best. It's like you prep, you get your morning stuff done, you know, you stop like right around 12:55, you watch the game and it's over by 4. You still got time to, you know, make dinner, hang out, do some other tours and then, you know, if you're willing to it's just your day's over. I don't like my whole day being taken up by football. I don't like it. I like to manage it differently. What else That's is just a Sunday
3: me. for? Don't tell me. I'll church, say this: Folie Church, Mego. I go to church. I got in my neighborhood. <laughs> that See, I, have to I think get that, the police involved in that
4: opinion of times comes from like an analyst's opinion, right? Someone that does maybe a pre-game or a post-game <laughs> show. Oh, you're on to me. You, huh? you know what I mean? Like the worst for game. Me, I love four o'clocks. Yes, because four o'clocks, it's like sort of like whatever you got to do on a Sunday, you can go out and do your thing, and whether you, I don't know Hit around the sense. house, you could do whatever you need to do. And the next thing you know, you get home and settle in. 3 o'clock, 3.34, boom. And it's like a Sunday, and it's cold as balls. So you just want like a nice soup, cup, a little Ooh. cup of yeah. soup.
3: Lou, you Lou know, is you right on it. just hanging out. Like, Maybe you make a boom. fire.
4: And it's already starting to get dark. So it, once it gets
2: dark, it's, you get the green light to start drinking. I was about
3: to say you're allowed to drink
2: yeah. when it gets dark. 4.30, boom. You're already in. yeah. I don't know. I just I, I'm a I'm a uh, I think one o'clock game is like your classic time. Like with football, like Ugh, the twelve o'clock start early. is perfect. So oh, early. you make breakfast at the brunch. You have some, uh, you know, you make you drink everything. You call dinner supper? Never. I used to call it supper. I don't call it supper. Is that a
3: regional thing?
2: I think so.
4: Someone just said four. you probably calls dinner supper. I'm like, I used to call dinner supper. It is a regional thing. I call it dinner,
2: but I used to. What's for supper? Yeah, when you I grew up with supper.
3: Do you call dinner.
2: do you do, when you want a what do you want something to drink? Do you call it a pop or do you call it like mm. call it a pop? Oh. pop is oh, my, that's that's, We're that's, that's, East that's East what we talking my about parents, that is the East coast thing. My
3: pa- no, pop is Midwest. My parents are from Michigan, they call it pop. Okay.
2: What about your your Soda. athletic shoes? What about what about your athletic shoes that tennis you wear sneakers? Sneakers. sneakers. See, he, I'm a tennis shoes person. Yeah. He's a sneaker. I ask you a question. Go get you sneakers. Guys play tennis with those things? No. So why do you call them tennis shoes? They're just they're I just know. They they all Always tennis shoes. What about that that thing that gives... It's a bubbler. It's a bubbler. It's it's a water fountain. The biggest one is what what
3: you use to uh, change the TV. The
2: clicker. The clicker.
3: So I called (laughs) that growing up. I called that, and I never realized how ridiculous it sounded. Now I just call it the remote. When I was growing up, I called it the channel changer.
4: You know what I called it it, when I was growing up? Get off your ass, go yeah. to the TV, yeah. and turn oh, hell, the knob. Yeah. Before supper. Before supper. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was the deal, right? Turn the knob. 36, 56, 36, 38. Yeah.
4: What am I doing? Four, five, yeah. seven. 5 7 How do we roll this yeah. thing? And, Dad, when are we going to get a real TV?
2: <laughs> hey, listen, it. you got 13 channels, Lou. What are you bitching about? Supper. Some people have the same amount of channels, but it's in black and white. Yeah, that's why we roll. <laughs> Picture complaining. We, we had, had to fight my sisters about who had up. to
4: go up and change the channel. We he had hear yeah, this, was, this is what. She's that that the wrong oh,
2: thing
3: that we had.
2: Preparatory doctors. TV. Her we had parents satellite were doctors. You know what? Sorry, my dad was a cop. We
3: got the best babysitters. Because they'd be like, oh, yeah, they have satellite TV. You probably went right to like a
4: DVD player, too, right? Or was that even too old for you?
2: Blue no, I ray. I'm
3: trying to remember like when we all switched from VHS to DVD. It was a gradual thing, Blue. right? I don't know. I don't even remember. <laughs>
2: oh well, there's a big game. Let me ask yes,
4: you about this game. Who is that? Yeah, uh, well, they played in the preseason. Yeah, and at the time, remember we we're talking about how awful this offense looked. Yeah, but don't worry, it's a long season. Yeah, they will improve as we go. Ooh. Jared Stidham went up and down the field on you, basically the first three drives against your starters and their backups. Wow. Does that add a little something to this game, like as far as optics go? Like, you know, we ex- you hope that they can win this football game. But, because the Raiders just aren't any good, a functional offense run by Derek Carr, maybe Renfro's back, Waller maybe be back, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. While you're throwing 14 screens, and Matty P, again, is flipping his card sheet up and down. And Josh McDaniels is trying to go up and down the field on you.
2: Yeah, it's funny. Like, is it so an optics game? Is it an optics game? Well, I mean. The players are jealous. Is it one of those? Because it's not like they have a great offense
4: themselves. Now, they're getting some guys back healthy. They've been kind of like a mess. You're talking especially about Especially last week, the Raiders. But if they spit it for one game, and you're sputtering, you know, and they're putting up points, and you're not, if that's how you lose this football game, do you jump on that plane ride home going, seven and seven? Like, our offense sucks. That's what it used to look like. How about particularly Mac Jones on the flight home? Guy coached me hard.
2: Mm. I think he's already
3: longingly looking across the field at Josh, like.
2: Yeah, is this the? Bo- remember just, when
3: I remember when he used yeah. to say he used to be mine. She damn it to me he, like that.
2: No, it's like it's like a he used to be mine. Like, is this where it boils over? Is the point because he's looking at him like, you,
3: is Josh happy? Yeah, yeah. Does he? Do you guys? Hey, he turns over. He turns to like Jacoby Myers. He's like, hey, you think. Do you think Josh looks happy? I think he looks weird. Yeah. We
2: should go talk, to him. Like don't go talk to him. He seems like he's not
3: happy, right? Don't you think he seemed happier yeah. when he was with us?
4: I just feel like this has a chance to kind of be the boiling point, you know, where we get some more McEnroe. I think there'll be more yelling, more screaming, because, you know, if your offense doesn't look good and you lose the game to Cincinnati or you lose the game to Buffalo, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, all right, yeah, they're, they're good football teams. But the Raiders?
2: You cannot be serious! If you can't have it click against the Raiders, who are just well, coughing up football games left and right... You remember when uh, the Dallas Cowboys, so the Minnesota Vikings played the Dallas Cowboys, and the Minnesota Vikings, they couldn't do anything. Nah. They were just terrible offensively. Uh, they were th- cousins with a lot of interceptions. They couldn't move the ball. It sucked. So I, it kind of felt like, okay, th- they were going to turn things around, and they ended up having a great day offensively. Kirk Cousins <clears throat> did not look like the same guy that was coughing up and turning it over. But he looked great. He had a great game. Offensively, they had a great game. Um, and you look at what uh, Derek Carr did. Last week, Um, so he was, uh, what, 137 yards? 11 for 20. Yeah, well, 137 yards passing, 6.9 yards pass attempt, two interceptions, and a 36.9 QB rating, which was the lowest of his career, and then he's had, in the last three games, he's had five interceptions, so he's been playing like crap. He's been playing like, he's been, been just terrible, he's been horrible, it's like, he's the problem. And you could even see you're talking about frustration. Well, I was you're talking about this. a god fearing guy that like that is trying to kill somebody with his eyes. That's Derek Carr. Last game he was, and I know he's throwing a couple of picks
4: in there, but I'm looking at five games, eleven touchdowns, three interceptions, prior to last week's game against the awful Rams team. So, you know, I don't know where you're going as far as because Cousins looked awful. Obviously, Minnesota against uh, Dallas. Are you saying that you know, like you predicted, that Kirk Cousins would come out and have a rebound game? Is that what you're predicting? That here is with what I'm
2: predicting. It is a rebound game. Yes, because that was an awful. It is a good, rebound game, one of the career worst games for this guy. You he know, didn't do anything. It is a rebound game, and that to me, that's just human nature. I feel like that's that's the obvious answer. Like the Derek Carr playing playing great, I think is obvious. I think he is going to play great. I think they are going to be able to run the football. I think Josh McDaniel is going to be probably as tuned in as he's ever been because the last time he played against them when he was a head coach was with the Denver Broncos, and if anybody remembers. The Patriots went out and played Denver in Denver, and then Josh McDaniels was so happy that he run, that he won, he ran to the southwest corner of the end zone and like was like having a party <laughs> with the fans. Because remember, we did I did a whole thing on it on TV about like how embarrassing it was for him to just completely just he just unleash his emotions and just how happy he was to beat basically uh, you know his mentor. So I think this is an unbelievably tough game. I'm not looking at last week's game with the Raiders and thinking that that's the one that they're going to get. I think is on edge. I think they're pretty much done with the playoffs. The odds of them making it are, are slim. So this is all they got. Yeah, this is this this might be all they have, really, for the Raiders and for Josh McDaniels the rest of the year.
4: Uh, listen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, actually, what, Tommy Curran's going to join us at 3.30. That's what we got today, right? 3.30 NBC That's the, Sports. Last,
2: last, yesterday we had 500 guests. Today we only have one. We
4: got one. We got one. But we're going to listen to one of his uh, coworkers. That would be Phil Perry, Andrew Callahan, a couple of guys that cover this team Letting us under the hood a little bit of the New England Patriots, what's been going on the last couple weeks, and it ain't pretty. You want to hear it? It's next. Alright, we're talking about this Patriots-Raiders game here on Sunday at 4.05 out there in Vegas. So I, I personally think that one of the best podcasts for Patriots fans to ever follow is this Tommy Curran's Patriots podcast. It's outstanding. He and Phil Perry do an amazing job. Of course, Next Pat's podcast as well, but They do an amazing job over at NBC Sports Boston covering this football team. And they're very tied in. They're very knowledgeable. They have relationships with a lot of people, and you get a lot of good information from them. Which is why, listening to it, the latest one, Tommy with Phil, had Phil Perry talking about, you know, some of the things that are going on. You know, the whole thing about, I want to be coached harder. What does that mean? This is Phil Perry talking about the players – Maybe wanting to hold the coaches accountable?
1: You know, it was my understanding going into this game that the players were going to try to hold the coaching staff accountable to get the details that they need to be able to execute plays consistently and have success in a game like this one tonight because they knew that they'd been lacking in the details. And I think there was a sense of, okay, well, we can't let anything slide anymore. If there's something that we don't understand or if there's a detail we don't have, we need to ask that question. And it's not players pounding on the table necessarily or starting arguments or anything of that nature, but it is asking questions and understanding the why. And, you know, these are things that Mac Jones has told us throughout the course of the year. He wants to know what the purpose of every play is. He told us after the Bills game that he wants to be coached harder. Mm-hmm. He's not alone in feeling that way. And so I think they did push the coaching staff during the week. And I think, and it's pretty clear they were pushing him during the game, Mac Jones especially.
2: Wow. Uh, it's the same thing I was going to say. Wow. wow. Are you...
3: What? What? It's like, what has happened? You know what it is? This is the revenge of the Y guy, okay? It has gotten to such a sloppy-ass point with this offense where they have so much trouble executing, and Phil was talking directly after the Cardinals game, so when he references tonight, yep. that's what he's mm. talking about. But he phil goes to say we have to ask that question understanding the why we heard so much earlier in the season about how it was to max detriment that he had become a why guy that he was asking so many questions about why is the offense changing why are we doing this zone running outside zone running scheme why are we doing this why are we doing that now it's like it sounds like things have slipped so far that they're They're like, we can't let it slide anymore. We're going to be writing Matt Patricia's ass all (laughs) through practice. Hey, Matt, where does this guy go? Hey, Matt, which way is David Andrews going to be telling Cole Strange to block here? Where is he stepping, Matt? Hey, Matt. When you ask us to do that, why are we doing that? What's the next call going to be if it's successful, Matt? Hey,
5: Matt.
2: How do we stop from being
3: in third and unmanageable again, Matt? You
2: know what I think? I would just add <laughs> great. I would add to that though. I do think it's almost like like a checks and balances. Like like when my daughter's getting ready for school, I say, you know, did you brush your teeth? Did you eat? Where's your backpack? Did you do your homework? Okay. I'm like, I, "She can't leave the house until I know she's done everything." Hello so she can walk to the bus send the money now so i feel like that is also okay listen did anybody check to make sure they 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 covered red zone if this coverage happened hey did you guys know that they also like to do this hey before we hop on the plane okay does anyone know what our first uh, red zone play is i also feel like it's that i don't feel like they trust them not only do they not do they not trust them as far as knowing how to teach it and what to how to handle it I don't think they know what to call. I feel like they're literally all nervous about, dude. Like, did did, did someone check with uh, Joe Judge to make sure that we got like you know we have all the footballs? Because who's got all the footballs? I yeah. feel like they're coaching a little league team. I would say Seriously? this. This. Is a, this. <laughs> Who's is got? Somebody, yeah. Everybody, bring
3: their glove. <laughs> or they're like trying. It's like when you're trying to let someone figure it out, and you're like, "Okay, they got the training wheels on. Let them. Let them like sw- sink or swim." I got to. It's like you know what? I can't watch this anymore. I'm stepping in. I got to take
4: over. It's this, amazing. This is an extension of what we heard from them after the Buffalo game. This is what the mutiny looks like. But it's you know, like a um,
3: constructive mute. Yes. Um, no, nope, it is. It is. <laughs> it is.
4: It is. But it's like. It's, it's, it's
3: more like a revolution. Yes. The players are like. We,
4: Change your laws. Yeah. We need to throw the ball downfield. I hate our game plan. We need to do this. It's too conservative. It's this. And finally, they're just like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, we're talking to the media about it openly now. Now we're going to start oh, talking to our coaches about it. Like, I don't agree. Like, it, we start questioning the coaches. They're looking for accountability from the coaches. Uh, this is, By the way, uh, this is since a, when is this that, is a just, Bill Belichick coach exactly. team. And this is a, a Bill Belichick is still the head coach of this football team. You are in week 15. And the players, and as Phil said, finally, whatever, 15 weeks, they're like, you know what? Can't do it anymore. No, days. Yeah. Oh. No, we're going to coach this team like because you obviously can't. And am not talking about maybe Bill, but I'm talking about the offensive side of it. The coaches over there. It's like.
2: Bill Belichick's the head coach, and the players are starting to hold the coaches accountable. There's there's certain things. What is going that, on that with this team? I assume are Givens, Givens, that the that the coaching staff is going to be second to none as far as technique, training, you know, getting ready, you know, just philosophy. Like they're they're going to stay there longer than any coaching staff in the entire NFL. And every single coach is going to know what every other coach is responsible for and what the special – because they all sit in the same meetings. Like, this is not like – this coaching staff is not like most, most coaching staffs. We're off a team meeting, right? Okay, uh, so you have a practice, and usually your offensive coaches would just go watch the offensive uh, tape. Defensive coaches to watch the defensive tape. What Bill likes to do is keep them all in there together. Hey, I want the offensive guys – Uh, to sit there and watch all the defensive plays, even though the offensive guys have nothing to do with the defensive Uh, plays. Sounds so boring. So all they're doing, it is, they fall asleep, (laughs) and they just, it has nothing. So all it does, it takes up all their time. They have to stay later. They can't start their work or start their film study until they're done watching the stupid defense. (laughs) It is absurd. So the fact that we're sitting here and going, like, listen, God bless them. They realize that they're in danger, that if they don't take the wheel, they're going to crash. So make sure the car has gas. Okay, did you take? Did you check the tires? You have enough, Okay, did you bring a snack? Now, if you get sleepy, I want, I want to make sure you pull over. Okay, like I feel like like the kids are parenting the parents. Yeah, like the kids are monitoring. It's like it's, th- a, broken this, home. This <laughs> it's a broken. This is backwards. It's a broken home. One hundred percent backwards. So you're saying this isn't the norm in the NFL? No. Oh, okay. Well, I, 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 that's why I say like, God bless them. Most teams, players. Once they they're in this environment, their give a crap lever, level lowers also. They just say, whatever. They who who monitors the coach? I've never done that in my life. Were well, you guys surprised it took this long to get to this point with this football team? I am. Yes. I can't because believe it... they didn't do this earlier. Now there's something on the line. Oh, playoff spot. Yeah, now there's something on the line. Get blown out as a seven They don't seed, want to course. get embarrassed. Now they know that they, they have four games left. You're right. Like, why did it take so long? Because they gave them the benefit of the doubt. Because they trusted them. They, they they believed that it was going to get better. They believed that they were figuring it out. And what do you think Bill was telling them? Do you think Bill was having a team meeting expressing these same fears? And, like, you know, do you think he was actually – or do you think it was like, ah, eh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start gaslighting everybody. Oh, I don't blame it on me. <laughs> <laughs> Even the players, they don't know what's happening. Hey, you guys are good. This offensive line is awesome. You can pick up studs.
3: That, is, that is one of the weirder impressions I've heard of Bill Belichick. <laughs> I just
2: it is. I feel like we are living in this crazy, How bizarre, weird universe. Like, this is just, like, I don't know, Patriots in the universe, whatever. It's just
4: weird. I want to go to this one call first because David in the car. Um, okay, I don't know what's going on here. There, there is New call screen. New call screen. Here we go. Mouse is a little crazy. David in the car. Go ahead, buddy.
5: Hey, guys. So I, I listen to you guys all the time. You guys do a great show. But th- here's something you guys are missing. It's clearly neither one of you, all three of you, ever worked a real job to understand oh, what management is. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. No. Let me just hear what he has to say first. No. do no, I want to no. it. not gonna, you You're not going to come in
2: here and tell it. me that we never worked a real job. You're
3: right. The many years your I spent mind? playing professional lacrosse before yeah. this. No.
2: You, I mean, what are you talking about? David. You feel like I didn't have a job when I was a kid? Chris
5: and Lou, you guys were pro athletes. Go ahead. That's not a real job. Oh no, whatever. What I'm Go trying ahead. to Disagree. say, had a paper route. Uh, big deal. Okay, what I'm trying to say here is that uh, calling out the coaches is about time somebody's doing because management, just like in business, you learn from your employees. Your employees are doing the job. Okay, so the players are doing the job. So if something is not working. The coaching staff needs to listen because it's not working, and somebody has to say something. If the players don't say anything, that means they don't care. They've given up. By them speaking out the way they are right now, you know, starting with with Matt Jones, that means they care. That means they're into their they into their to their, their business, to their their job, their their team, and they coach and they're questioning coaches because. It's obviously we have two coaches on that staff. They have no clue what they're doing.
4: Yeah, I get it. And thanks for the call, David. But and I, I think I, we
3: all agree with that point.
4: I think it's weird to try to use like corporate America. Yeah,
3: I don't understand that and, at all. And say
4: that's why where we don't understand this situation. Corporate
3: America where the big boss is held accountable. When,
4: when we're actually talking <laughs> about professional sports, and I think Christian and I, and uh, understanding Mego, even in high school, I mean, college rather, you know, playing Division One lacrosse, kind of understand the dynamic between athlete and coach. So I don't know why David would ever bring in corporate America and say that's why we don't understand this. You mean generic sports talk holler to get say, his head around yeah, this? What I would say for you would have man. a better idea of understanding this situation with poor coaches more than anyone in corporate America because it's the actual sport he freaking played.
3: Have <sighs> you ever been on a team with a mutiny?
2: Uh I was no. on one in college. No, no really.
3: Yeah, I tried to overthrow the coach, like went to the athletic director. I was not part of it. Uh, I, was
4: sure you I was Switzerland. I was Switzerland.
3: Yeah, I didn't have enough power. I was, too I was young. one in pro ball. Yeah?
4: Oh, yeah. What's his name? I forget the guy's name. What's the pitcher coach's name? I just blocked out. I Kerrigan? blocked out. Yeah, Joe Carrigan. I blocked that year out. Why? What happened? Because nobody liked him. Like, so it was like, guys were walking. Was he off. bad
2: at his job or they
5: just didn't he tried like to him? hold
4: the practice. Like, half the people walked off the field. Professional would say, sports. Wouldn't you say being. Carl, Carl Everett almost killed him.
2: Shit. threw his jersey at him.
3: Strongly disliked <laughs> is like failing as part of a coach.
2: Well, I mean, there's a lot of coach. There's a lot of I feel like there's coaches that are really smart, but they're you know their coaching technique is terrible. Nobody likes it, right? They're they're, they're good at their job, but they're just a little too loud. They're they're too aggressive, and sometimes people don't like that. They don't like that mentality. But I've I've had both. My what I've seen is that in the pros, most of the time, if you're on a bad team, you believe you're just a bad player, and you're just you know you just. Give in to the the crappiness. Like, I'm a
3: Christian. That's sad. Yeah, I've been on a bad team before. I feel like you're speaking about yourself. You're like I'm part of the problem because I'm not good enough.
2: No, no, <laughs> no. That's <laughs> what it just came off. No, well, just, I, I would say like when I was in Seattle, that that's we just we were packing our bags with two weeks left in the season. Mm. We would bring our bags on road trips, and we'd be like later. We just forget it, and the coaches, like, they couldn't motivate it. One, two, three, Cancun. Oh, yeah, Cancun all day long. Actually, Mardi Gras. There's
4: some stories. I want to play Andrew Callahan because he was on BST. They played that sound. He responded to that sound that um, Phil Perry was talking about.
0: I heard last week that the players were expected to come back in that Friday after the Buffalo game and got the day off. And the last time that happened after a game like that was when the Patriots. My bad.
4: Don't worry about it. It's a different sound. We'll find it. Andrew, is the, uh Andrew Callen, BST, reacting to Phil Perry's cut. Um, I think it was right down there in that block. But we'll find that, Ryan. Let me know when you got it. You got it? Yes. Right. I, yeah, that's what the sound is.
3: Yeah, you, I think what you're looking for is Phil Perry first on early edition talking about what happened after that Bills game. We could do that. So this all starts with uh, Phil Perry, this going back in time, before the Cardinals game. So he was telling early edition talking about kind of the rock bottom that this team hit with their coaching staff after the Bills game.
1: I think there also was a breaking point that was reached, and I think it was last week against the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, the sense that I get is that players in that locker room are looking at this and saying, somebody has to be the driver of well-executed football here, and maybe it should be us. And I think that's why you're hearing the things that you heard from the Patriots after that Bills game. I think that's why you're seeing what you're seeing from Mac Jones because they've approached it one way for a long, long time and it didn't work. And so now there's not much rope left for somebody like Matt Patricia or Joe Judge when it comes to the sideline operation and you're seeing these outbursts. Yeah, not much rope left.
4: These guys, I know they won that football game, thank God. They're going to get ugly. They're like one loss away
2: from it getting really ugly. See, but here's, here's, the, uh, here's the, uh, the, the shrapnel effect with that. Is that? I mean, Matt Patricia knows this. Mm-hmm. He can he can feel it. If he doesn't know it, I can feel like he 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 can feel like the, you know the eyeball staring at him. He can feel he can feel the 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 judgment when he sits up there in the offensive team meeting room and he's going over the plays and guys are like just staring at him like we don't nobody believes in you. I feel like this is going to affect him on the wrong side of calling plays. I think he's going to be more press, uh feel feel more pressure. Uh, call quick, call plays quicker because he feels like he has to get him in in time. Like because he doesn't want he doesn't want the because the, the the team that's out there they're yelling at the coach. Get the play in on time. What are you doing? Okay, you got this. Big sh- pick
3: a play. But I think I think this all Andrew Callahan to what you were speaking to before Lou Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald. So Phil Perry comes in with that little detail. Okay, it's kind of rock bottom after the Bills game. That was so bad. You- And Andrew Callahan had this little nugget about what happened after that game and how the players seemed to react to it, and it's kind of shocking.
0: Yep. I heard last week that the players were expected to come back in that Friday after the Buffalo game and got the day off. And the last time that happened after a game like that was when the Patriots intended to cut Cam Newton. So it's a very rare event in Foxborough to give it off. And I know they had at least one, as it was put to me, come to Jesus meeting in the summer. I would not be surprised if they had another there on that Friday, which ended up being a four-day weekend off for the players. And Kendrick Bourne told us that night, quote, if this is how it's going to be, meaning the coaches, we're just going to have to make tougher plays. So they know the situation that they're in, and, and they're trying to create it and make it different themselves. I think the coaches understood they needed to regroup because they hurt themselves in Buffalo, and that week of practice, I was told, was their worst of the year. Not just playing, but also coaching.
2: Ooh. Man, this is real. Un- so wait, is is wild. so the, the
4: players expected to come in the next the day. The players
3: were like, we just got our asses Handed to us by the team that demolished us twice last year, including in the playoffs, now runs our division, if not the entire conference. And they got
4: four days off,
3: and they next day wake up. Hey, fellas, day off, day off. These guys are heated. This is after the game where Kendrick Bourne is going off in the locker room, saying whatever he wants, like really saying whatever he wants, like gives no f's after this game. If you remember, what about happened to no back? days
4: off? I feel like these guys.
3: Do you know how many well, time, how Lou. many flex weekends made its way to the The Weekends, we the weekends this summer. Yeah, the preseason.
2: Like the, the weekends. Training they camp off.
3: and preseason. The number of weekends that these guys got off, they at least got two full weekends off, yeah, if not three. I
2: don't mind that. They need it. They, what? Yeah, Dude, what? yeah. It looked they, like it's,
3: they looked super prepared to for do. the season, Christian. It's like they
2: had all these weird games on Thursday that gave him an extra day to rest. I don't that that doesn't bother me. This offense looks like it doesn't it's bother like me. Like, like I want that. I want those days. I want those. I need those. Days. Everybody's got the same amount of days. You know off. when
3: you get that day and, off? In my experience, when you have a bad loss, but it's a bad loss because you went into overtime, and there was like one blown. They just they just bested you, and everybody's freaking exhausted and just bummed out depressed because you know you're a good team and your coach says okay you know you guys fought hard you take the day just to recover do what you guys need to do among yourselves we're gonna come back in and go back to work not when you get your asses handed to you at thursday night football by the buffalo bills
2: yeah but that game what game what day was that game on Thursday. thursday night okay so to me those there's a See to me, the schedule is not the problem. Like that was already. If I, if I knew I was having Sunday off before the game, what does it matter if I lost or won? And also, for the record, all these guys still go into the, they, it just because they have the day off. Doesn't mean they're not in the facility. They're getting treatment. They're still working out. They're they're just they're they're still there. It's just not an organized team meeting. So to me, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that sound of basically I'm just going to paraphrasing was just uh we're just we're just going to make it work. Hey, I know the call sucks. I don't know that's not the perfect timing. You talking know about the, Kendrick's quote? Yeah. Yeah. Just make we're just gotta make it work. If this is the way like, it's gonna be. If, yeah, if guys, this is how
0: it's gonna be, meaning the coaches, we're just gonna have to make tougher plays. Yeah, meaning the we, coaches.
2: We need to do a better job. We need to make up for them. They're so bad, it's up to us to make up the difference. Meanwhile, they're seven and six. And they're seven and six. What this is the, the that that hell? last quote, and, and I love it is the actual walking example, talking example of overcoming your coaching. You ever heard that say is, hey, best, the best thing to know, best thing to learn as a, as a, as a player in any sport is overcome your coaching. They're going to tell you the wrong thing to do. They're going to give you the wrong advice. You, being the veteran, you need to you know, adapt and overcome regardless of what he's telling you to do, which really shouldn't happen in the pro level. It shouldn't ever. They should be the best at their job than anyone in the world. Like take anyone that works at Google or any of those little high end tech companies. If you hire those guys, they should be the best in the world at what they do. Same with NFL coaching. Same with offensive coordinators. You're you're identifying yourself as one of the best in the world at your job. And these guys got to overcome this. They have. They know you suck, and they're sitting there collectively saying, "Guys, we know the play's gonna suck. We just gotta we gotta fix it in real time." This is absurd. It is. Joe Belichick coach team. Yeah, but, I'm
3: sorry, there's just so much in this this report from Andrew Callahan
2: on BSC. Well, can it wait for another, you know, five minutes? We sell some soap? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. sell some soap, get get into
4: more of that. And your calls at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Lot going on down at Foxborough. We continue to talk about it next. You wanna sing it
2: out? Yeah, yeah, I don't do know. It. I don't know the words. I didn't think the mic was turned on.
4: We're, we're just reacting to some uh, very interesting sound from one Phil Perry and Andrew Callahan. And Mego, I know you wanted to dive into more of that Andrew Callahan. I don't know if you wanted to go there or not, but I thought it was interesting when he did say that it was the worst week of practice, not just for the players but also the coaches.
3: That's going, exactly going what I was thinking. Game. That's exactly what I was thinking. And then the fact that they needed to regroup after <laughs> the Bills game—that—that that was maybe part of the reason. Coaches did. Yeah, that that everybody had to regroup. Uh, There was a potential come-to-Jesus meeting that coaches needed to regroup. And you have to assume that that regrouping came mostly on the offensive side of the ball. And then what did they do the next game against the Cardinals? Oh, it was the quick game again. Ah. It was a screen. Like, what did they regroup on? <laughs> they all sat down together. We're like, so we're going to do the, the same thing next week, it. fellas, right? Yeah, but you know what? Maybe one seam pass to Hunter Henry. And I've noticed this one guy on the team can get yards after catch. Uh, Probably get him the ball. Let's get Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Oh, if we're going to toss behind the line of scrimmage, maybe we should try him out yeah. there. Interesting.
2: It mm. mm. could work. Who? Everybody co-sign on that? Yeah, let's all have lunch. You guys got tomorrow off. <laughs> Everybody take tomorrow
4: off. Unbelievable. Get your head right. I mean, unbelievable. And I know we've been down this road before, and hopefully people don't kind of fall in the same trap. Because I believe, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, all this, you know, some of these, like, back and forth, people inside knowing this team very well. Kind of talk about maybe some of the troubles between Tom and Bill, and maybe Tom will leave, and you guys just stir in the pot. You know. um, these guys, these guys talk to the players. More importantly, these players this year, have no problem talking to them <laughs> on the record. A lot of it off the record. That's why opinions are formed. Like there's no way Phil Perry, Andrew Callahan, even Tommy Curran are going all in like this as far as like way the players feel about their coaches. Yeah. They're just not gonna yeah. they just wouldn't do it. They're real comfortable. Like if, they, And they, why they, are they comfortable? Yeah. And I tell you that a lot of the times. You know, you, you get a lot of backstories, like in this business. where lot, not everything is has to be on the record. Not everything to be like oh, this is sourced.
3: Most of it isn't.
4: Most of it is just. <laughs> most of it is. This helps me form my opinion and make and let me speak freely about this subject because I know I've talked to people. For these guys to speak this freely tells you exactly kind of what's going on. Yeah.
2: No, I, I I'm just i really am I'm a I'm a tad bit shocked, but at the same time, like I guess really proud. Because <laughs> like if the players, that means it matters to them. It, ma- it means that they believe that they have a shot. It believes that if if they if they have to make up the difference, they're fine with they're they're okay putting in the extra work. Think about it. Like they got to like you know they're the players. They're not hired, you know, to be the coaches. But yet here we are, talking about being coaches. What do they have to lose at this point?
3: I'm thinking primarily of some of the free agents who came in. I Look, Kendrick Bourne has been on the record. He's been standing in the middle of the locker room after that Bills game saying, you know, it's about they need to scheme it up better. Like, he went out there and said that. So uh, what does Kendrick Bourne have to lose at this point? What does Hunter Henry have to These guys are, ha- are posting the worst numbers in their career this season. Megal, it's, they already uh, got paid. What do they have to lose?
4: It's such a good point because we used to interview Danny Amendola, and it was the worst interview ever. Until when? Until he knew he wasn't uh, going to be around. His last year. Yeah. Like, think about just in terms of, like, the Red Sox at the trade deadline. Who are the guys that were outspoken questioning the organization? Free agents to be. Xander. Right? (laughs) J.D., Valdi, you know, Vasky. Then he gets traded. Free agents to be, speaking up. Right? Like, that's kind of where you're at. Like, yeah, you're right. You're You're week 15. And it's like, yeah, okay. We know we're athletes. We should be listening to our coaches. They're putting us in the best position to succeed. And then it just gets to the point where, like, I'm, well, I don't. Have, what am I doing here, listening to coaches? Fine, I'll, I'll listen to coaches. Put another game plan together. Let me guess: Chandler Jones, Max Crosby. Going to put a lot of pressure on us. What are you going to do? Screen. and try to slow them down. Awesome. We're going to do more screens. Great. Whatever. Let's just, you know, hey, what? Well, good bl- luck, blitz Ramondre. Isn't break coming. a couple tackles. What
3: should tackles. We do? Blitz isn't anymore. <laughs> Yeah, what should we do? Should we go deep? Uh screen.
4: And that's where you're at. But you know, you won that football game. When you win football games, everything is good. If you lose it, ooh boy, things are coming out. Let's go to uh, Omar. This mouse is jammed up. Yeah. Omar in Brookline. Go ahead, Omar.
5: Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, I just wanted to a couple of statements. The first one um is also a question is regarding Coach Belichick, is there any do you ever see a scenario where the Kraft family goes to Coach and says listen, you know, what we're we doing is not working. Um, you know, we need, we need to change our coaches, assistant coaches, and we need to change our schemes and everything. Or is that the Kraft family kind of scared to go to Belichick and say anything to them? Or are they just too content, like they like, have too much respect for them? And number two is um, the scheme is regarding the uh, tight end. Uh, Christian, I know you used to be um, a player for the team. Is there any scenario when they can go back to old playbooks from like the early uh, mid two thousands where they had both grump and um and Fernandez and they had so many
2: success with two. Yeah. Just Thanks, add, Omar. So just add, just say Brady. Can well, they, they go back Brady. can they go listen can <laughs> they go back to the old days and get some of those old plays? I feel like they run the same plays. I mean there's some differences, some slight differences, but they're really running the same plays, the same concepts. Every they just single
3: haven't nailed down that A double S.
2: No, no, they're still waiting. Nobody knows what it is. Everybody acts <laughs> like they know what it is. <laughs> oh yeah, A double i I'll be right back. Listen, the Patriots are two and zero, and they throw a seam route to Hunter Henry. It's amazing. I just made that. Up. I will say this: like I know I've been I've been bitching about this for a while now. Like there's certain plays, like as a as like a, a tight end, right? They're just or like Givens, like the five yard little hook route. Mm-hmm. Okay, the flat route and the seam route. It's like. You're jonesing for that opportunity. Like, give me these seams. What can kind I of, why can't? Listen, you're you're going to you're going to run it against uh, a a linebacker who's too slow to cover you. He's got to play the run. And then you're you're only running it if you have like uh, a single safety. So, it's like it's it's like taking candy from a baby. Candy and sometimes from a baby. sometimes you have like a cover 2, you know, with a pivot yep. and an AWS flexed inside with a 2 by 2 and a mirror look, and you sit there and go, "Wow." I hate that. Cross splits or no? Definitely cross splits.
4: I love it. Cross splits. That's our Danilovsky moment. Uh, all right. Uh, real quick. I know the, uh, just some Sox news. It's funny because they, they introduced Masataka Yoshida. Okay. Today in his five-year contract at the press conference. In order to make room for him on the 40-man roster, they designated Jeter Downs for assignment.
5: Ouch. So, oh, my
4: God. Top prospect <laughs> they got for, uh, Mooks. for Mookie, Mookie Bats. bats. <laughs> yeah, so. That's a cheer that's you up. That's good, we got Yoshida. He's now comfortably on the roster. Yep, that's a cheer you up. Of course. Um, all right, uh, when we come back, uh, Mac Jones, is he taking leadership of this football team? We'll explain why.